Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. I lift my leg and I said, God is healed. I did it about three or four times because I couldn't believe it. I just started lifting my legs. I said, thank you, Jesus. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So whatever you're facing today, come into God's presence and let Him lead you to receive your freedom. Now let's join Kelly Copeland for today's Believer's Voice of Victory. Thank you. Oh, Jesus, we love your presence. Praise you, Lord Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You may be seated for a moment and Please don't unhook from this place. He's not unhooking from us. His presence is here. His presence is overwhelming. And let me tell you that he has plans this morning to increase and overflow his presence even more. So don't unhook from him. Don't abandon his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to share something with you that the Lord showed me the other day. And wow. Have you ever been driving and the Lord show you something and you're just like, it stunned me so much. I was grateful that I was just pulling into my driveway when he, when he like said that kicker thing to me that was just, it stunned me. I sat in my car outside of my garage for I don't know how long in his presence, in my car. Jesus likes to ride with me. <laughs> and I want to, may I just take a few moments and share with you what it was. Thank you, Jesus. Just pray in the spirit with me for a moment. Father, we love your presence. How we love your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm really grateful for the new thing he's doing in our lives, in our hearts, in our nation, in our world, in the body. I'm really grateful. Well, in 2 Corinthians 4, he talks about a new way. And he says, um, I'm going to start in chapter 4, verse 5. He says, you see, we don't go around preaching ourselves. You know, so, you know, we don't mean to preach ourselves, but sometimes in our everyday walking and living, we begin to express ourselves. We begin to live life from a place of ourselves, and it gets us in trouble. <laughs> Let me just say and clear this up. If Jesus could do nothing, nothing apart from the Father, then you and I can do nothing. Nothing apart from the Father. It's like when people say, well, man, I, I, this one just really took me to my knees. It's, and, and somebody said, man, has it come to that? <laughs> like, has it come to prayer? 
Yes, we should always be there. We can do nothing of ourselves. And when he's asking us to become more aware of his presence, it's an invitation to step into a new way of life, an all-the-time, 24-7 way of life. And it says here we don't preach ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are servants for Jesus' sake. Listen, just let these words soak in. You're going to see something that's just marvelous here this morning. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light, that same light, shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, I know that sounds great, but just hold on. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. I said the other night, we never stop being a clay jar. And maybe that didn't sound like faith to you. I don't know how you heard it. But I said it out of a place of the revelation that I'm about to give to you right now. Okay, hold your, if you're looking in your Bibles, just hold that right there. And look, we're going to look at Genesis. He's talking about something that happened in the beginning, so let's just go back and see. And this is all dumped on me while I'm driving. You understand? <laughs> but it says in chapter 2, verse uh, 4, it says, When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Now, you know, this seems sort of like a little subject change coming up here, but it's not. You know, God is a planner. Do you know that? He's a planner. He's got your life planned out, and he has all the elements ready and in your pathway ready for his plan. All the elements. Say all the elements. There had not been any rain. It says, instead... Springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Say springs. What are springs? What? Water, right? Say water. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. What does it take to make a clay pot? And what? Dirt. He made a clay pot. We're not like a clay pot. We are a clay pot. And you know, Satan will try to bring shame in your, in your heart, in your life, when something happens to mess with the clay pot. But folks, it's just a clay pot. I, I don't know why that stunned me so much or why it set me free. 
But it set me free to think my body, my outside living life is just a clay pot and the stuff outside of it that presses on the clay pot is just stuff pressing on a clay pot. I know that's simple. But it's not in my clay pot that I'm special. It's about what is about to happen that makes my clay pot indestructible. God didn't just make a clay pot. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person, a speaking spirit. He breathed. Say, he breathed. His very life into that clay pot. Now go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me read this again. Let God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light. So that's what happened when he breathed into that clay jar he had made. He had formed. He made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now, say we now, now say we now, have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing what? This great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not ourselves. We are pressed on every side. Let me just, can I just admit something? I have to literally read this scripture in the Bible because I never memorized it. It was not on my mirror. It was not on my faith statements. We're pressed. I don't know, it just, I even had a hard time singing it, you know, in the song that, it's like being pressed. I'm like, that doesn't sound like faith. I mean, I think that just in my mind, I focus so much on that side of it that I forgot to receive what it's really saying. I thought, so later when I started realizing, I thought, well, if I had had this scripture, we would have all memorized it. Every faith person, word of faith person, word person would have had this memorized. I'm not crushed. I'm not driven to despair. I'm never abandoned by God. I'm not destroyed. I would have had that one on my mirror. But because I got confused over what is what and what is addressed to what and what is being promised to me, I hadn't memorized this. So I'm working on it. But listen to this and think clay jar Special treasure. They're both ours. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed. Did you know if we're never perplexed, we'd never learn anything? The greatest times of my life, the greatest growth times of my life was when I hit a place that I didn't know what to do and I asked him about it. Because we're, we are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down. But we are never, never abandoned by God. 
We can get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be seen in our bodies. You know what? This even says, it says bodies are dying. That's what clay jars do. But, say but. We have a special treasure. You have something going on in your body, in your mind, in your emotions today, in your life. It's not a problem for the special treasure. It's not a problem for the Spirit of God who's living on the inside of you. Let me prove it to you. It says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits, when we say, I want more of your presence, or we say, fill me up, Lord, you know, I know you could think, well, his presence has already come. Yeah, but you gotta, you got to open up for it. You've got to say, I want more. And it's okay to say, I want more, because this says our spirits are being renewed every day. We get more every day. Our clay pot gets filled up every day. And that clay pot won't die when it's getting filled up with the same life. Think about this. The same word, the same spirit, the same light, the same life that God, the Father himself, picked up that clay jar that he had made and he breathed. He breathed his life on the inside of that clay jar. And that happens to us every day with every word that he says to us. Every word that we read. And this morning, I, said, I, I texted Dad. I said, can I share this? He's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but I know the Lord wanted you to have your, the all filters removed. This says in chapter 3, that when someone turns to the Lord, the veil, the shame, the filter is taken away. For the Lord is the breathing spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Remember the glory that's in the face of Jesus? And the Lord, who is the spirit, makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. Every word that's spoken today, every word that dad will say, mom or pastor George, or the words coming forth, the words coming from the very spirit of God on the inside of you this morning will change your clay jar. Yeah. Just the same as he breathed his words and life and breath into Adam. So receive, receive that renewing of the spirit on the inside of that clay jar. Get your eyes off the clay jar. This is why it says the stuff we, the present troubles, they're small. They won't last. Their days of lasting are in fact over today. 
They produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs, outpowers, outmans, outguns anything that is going on in your life today. So we don't look at the troubles. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone. Say, forget the clay jar. But the things that we cannot see will last forever. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We have this treasure. And what made me sit in my driveway was what he said next. You know, the word says, and we've heard it all wrong. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And people have heard it. This is what God said to me. He said, that's not a judgment. That's not a criticism. He said, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to that place. Hallelujah. So receive this this morning. that have come from strokes that have limited and impaired muscular and and neural movement you're being healed now I say to anyone bound by a walker a cane or a wheelchair rise now and be made whole in the name done by the name uh, Pastor George, we've got Mary here from Havity Grace. She had a stroke a little over a year ago, left her with a lot of problems in her body, but she was not able to use her right leg, but just inches she could raise it. But this morning she said there was a change, and I'm going to let her demonstrate what she can do. Let's see it. Let's okay, see before, it. whenever I got ready to put on slacks, I had to drop the slacks on the floor to get my leg in it. Well, after he prayed, oh, my God, watch this. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Name. Let's give God thanksgiving for that one. Praise God. It's been a couple of years since I've been here, and my daughter, she was coming. I said, you're going to Kenneth Copeland Ministry? She said, yeah. I said, well, hey, look, wait a minute. I didn't even check my schedule or anything like that. I told her, I said, look, I'm going. I said, can I go? She said, sure, and we just loaded up, and here I am. It was meant for me to be here, because I've been going through this since November of last year. I was pastoring small congregation in um, White Marsh, Maryland. And then one night, um, I started to write out an envelope for offering. And all of a sudden, my hand just, I just lost control and it just started going haywire. I didn't know what was going on. So I called the doctor and he said, Mary, he said, you sound like you're out of breath right now. So you are having a stroke, so get to the hospital immediately. So my husband takes me down to the hospital and sure enough, it was a stroke and it affected the right side, my arm and my leg. Then right behind that, I had a carotid artery blockage of 99%, so I had to have surgery on my neck. Uh, two months later, I had a heart attack. 
So they had to put in three stents. It was 80, 90, and 95% blockage. So that was all on top of the stroke. So I've been going through a whole lot, you know, and I got so where I was stumbling when I walked real bad. I had to use a walk and all of that. When he mentioned stroke, I said, God, please. I said, I'm so tired of stumbling and can't pick my leg up. And then I felt it. I said, oh my God, I'm healed. I know I am. And while I was standing in my seat, I lift my leg. And I said, God is healed. And I did it about three or four times because I couldn't believe it. I just started lifting my legs. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And I feel, oh my God, so good. God is amazing. He's a right now God. And he's healed others. Now he's healed me. Good morning. I have here Cynthia Townsend from Philadelphia. And this past summer, she had a box fan that fell on the back of her heel. And as a result of it hitting the back of her heel, she started having such excruciating, she thinks it was her Achilles. She started having such excruciating pain burning and couldn't walk with, without a limp. And she's actually been in extreme pain, walking in a limp all the way to this service. But in this service, in the presence of our healer, praise God, she doesn't walk with a limp anymore. The pain is almost gone to completely, and she is just rejoicing at what the Lord has done. She says, I'm coming today to put the devil to shame, to finish the process of what he's done. Come on, do, do some walking, sister. Do some yeah, walking. Yeah, come on, girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on here. Run back to Praise me. Run God. back to me. Praise Run back God. to me. I've watched KCM, I've watched these uh, services for years and years online, okay? And I've seen people come down and confess their healing and, and be interviewed just like you're doing. I just wanted to let the enemy know, make it public, that I'm healed. Pastor Kenneth asked us to join hands or to let the person beside you to pray for the person who had an infirmity or an, an, an issue. So I, I, I knew I felt, I said, I'm healed, I'm healed. The healing power of God is here and I need to go up and testify and, and let the enemy know that I have overcome him because Jesus is greater. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.